Welcome to an I Thought It Smelled Bad on the Outside, a podcast about Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Jones, and with me, as always, is Brent Stevenson. Hello, hello, hello. So, we're like uh, uh, a couple weeks away now from uh, Andor. Uh, sorry, three weeks away. I should know this because the official Star Wars uh, Twitter account posted the, you know, posted this today. Yep. Uh, and uh, we know this because not only did they uh, send us reminders, we got a new Andor poster today. It's a very nice poster, very ominous poster. Uh, yeah, I like this one. Uh, this one more. Um, the previous one was kind of in the um, uh, in the mold of like the the Drew Struzan style. Star yes. Wars posters. Yes, yes. And, and those always seem like to be a, a little brighter and, you know, more kind of hopeful and full of energy. And, mm-hmm. you know, whenever <laughs> I think of those posters, you know, the characters always seem to have like really rosy cheeks. And <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Whereas you're right, this is, um, everything is a little kind of, darker and gray and but the star like the actual title itself like the star wars andor is like a really bright rebel red yep um and it's very dirty itself too yeah yeah man and just i'm, I'm looking i'm just looking at it now and i'm excited mm-hmm. there's nobody smiling <laughs> Well, now I got to zoom in just to be sure. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. No one's smiling. Yeah, Good for them. No one's smiling. <laughs> As they eh, shouldn't be. <laughs> Mon Mothma is kind of, is probably the closest to smiling, but still not a smile. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This is, um, if uh, I still, you know, bought movie posters, uh, th- this is one I would want to own. Yep, I agree too. Definitely, that would be like nice. It would kind of goes and goes and uh, get the the really good um, Rogue One poster, and then have this one beside it, mm-hmm. or uh, before yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, and you know, it's although I was going to say it's a shame that we don't see posters anymore, but I, I, I guess you know Disney Plus has been doing a pretty good job of advertising stuff. Um, yeah, Ben. Yep. Yeah, so we'll probably see these posters around somewhere. I've, but like I'm thinking, uh, I don't think I've I've seen a poster for any of the Star Wars shows. I see a lot of bus ads. Yeah, um, my kids always go through the posters whenever we go through Walmart, and it's usually after the fact. I mean, there's a lot of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There was Clone Wars. Um, Bad Batch, uh, yeah. but when it comes to the live action, yeah, because I, I would have actually bought the one particular Rogue One with the helmet sitting in the, uh, in the uh, the river there. Yeah, um, but I think those are just for like a movie poster warehouses. I know there's one in Toronto. Yeah, I have to go there to get them. Yeah, I, 
I haven't been there in so long. <laughs> I used to go there all the time. I know. I keep wondering if they've ever updated their website because it was used to be horrible. And I can remember 20 years ago, it was still out. It was out of it's, date. It's exactly the same, Kyle. I'm on their mailing list and I go to their website every once in a while for pricing. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Oh, that cracks me up. So we so that was one of the things we wanted to talk about, but we're just talking about it, an image. Um, it, it's getting me more excited. Um, obviously, uh, and I didn't post this in the in the show notes at all. Um, but since you brought up Rogue One, uh, so Rogue One uh, re-released in IMAX uh, last weekend, and apparently it's now been like the one of the biggest uh, IMAX uh, releases ever. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs> which goes is to show you how good that movie was. Yeah, which is is nuts. Um, uh, uh, now I know on late Friday, early Saturday, um, I did see some posts uh, where people had uh, posted the um, the sneak preview online. Oh, really? Oh, I yes. forgot to even check for that. Uh, now, now by the time I had gone to look at e- any of these articles, the it had all been taken down. Oh, okay. Um, which doesn't surprise me. No, um, no. you know, they want people paying that seventeen dollars to <laughs> to go see it. Yep. Um, but like I said, we've only got a couple more weeks to go. Um, so we had talked about, uh, maybe a week or two ago and we were talking about the bad batch, um, and how season two was supposed to come out, uh, September 28th. And then it was removed from, uh, Disney's listing of, uh, of premieres and and releases in the month of September. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, well now it's back. (laughs) Someone got fired. But to me, this makes uh, this makes less sense than it being removed. Well, I, I, I I'm at a loss. Um, yeah, I'm at a loss for that. Like, don't do you? I, like, go ahead. No, I was just say why do you, why do you think that? Because I like to know. I, I, like I uh, so I think we we touched on this when it got when it got removed from the uh you know like from the listing is releasing it while andor is going on mm-hmm. and right now all of the buzz uh, uh about andor is is that it you know that it's fantastic yeah. um and, and 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 we're not talking like halfway through the the season we're talking a week after the premiere. Yeah. So we're only four episodes in. The idea that you're going to release Bad Batch at the same time, like that just seems bizarre to me. Now, I'm, I'm sure this is not going to happen, but I'm just a little curious as to maybe, again, I'm terrible with Star Wars timeline. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if maybe there's something in there that bleeds over into Andor or Andor bleeds over into the Bad Batch. That's the only thing I can think of for any reasoning to kind of go have that in conjunction with Andor. So it's a, that's an interesting premise. Um, but I think uh, a story that you posted for us to talk about later disproves that. Oh, okay. See, I should read my own homework. Well, well, no, we'll come, we'll come back. We'll come back to it in a second. Uh, it, that would be nice. Like, it, you know, it would be great because it, timeline was, yeah, it, I guess they're about the same. Because if... Because it's after the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah, and... Um, and uh, it's after Clone Wars. It would be... I, I don't know. It's, it's possible. Ballpark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it is possible. And that would be, that would be interesting. Uh, it just kind of feels like there's, like, ah, yeah, just throw it out there. That's right. Whatever. And, and, or, and maybe they don't care about it. There's always that too. There is always that too. Because I, this... I, Oh, and I just kind of hit me, you know, when we were talking about last week, how the, the showrunner, Tony Gilroy was saying, you know, this is for grownups. Yeah. Maybe they're putting this out. Okay. Well, if we have a show for grownups, kids might not like it. Here's something for kids too. And, and maybe, and maybe that's it. Um, that might be the most logical uh, answer. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, maybe this truly is something where, you know, that a younger audience is not going to be interested in. So it's like, all right. Here's some Star Wars for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so jumping around though. Um, so one of the stories, and this is the reason why I don't think it would be connected. Um, this was a, a quote from Tony Gilroy. Yep. Uh, Andor does not require any prior knowledge of Star Wars whatsoever. And, and you know, this is, uh, as he's been doing the the uh, interview circuit, this was a comment he had made. So the idea is that um, he believes that anyone should be able to come in to and enjoy Andor without any prior knowledge of Star Wars. That's good. It's like good, that. but I think it proves though that there's no way that he would allow there to be well, some sort of crossover. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, even if there's like a character here, a character there, so I guess that theory is out the window. <laughs> uh, well, the, I, like, sure there could be characters, but I can't see it being, uh, you know, it, it needing to air, you, you know, sure. at, a, at a certain time. Um, yeah. The biggest connection uh, that um, the thing that I can connect this to, or uh, that it'd be similar to, is. Um, when Agents of Shield was was first on, mm-hmm. um, so it came out the same year, or um, that uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out, right? So, so well, I, I guess like it started like the fall prior. 
So three, so for three quarters of the season, they had to play along and pretend like, well, just like, like everyone thought that shield was shield. Um, but, but because they were making a point of being connected to the movies, cause in fact, I can remember the, the week after, uh, Thor, uh, the dark world came out. Um, the episode started with them being in London and cleaning up some of the bullshit that he had left, which was their way of saying, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. It's connected. Um, yeah. but that was kind of nothing, but the, obviously the big thing was, yeah spoiler for a movie that's like 10 years old, but you know, and with, when uh, we discover that Hydra has taken over shield yeah. the next week um, in agents of shield, that was, that was reflected. So like, they were, you know, intrinsically connected. Um, it would be great if that's what was happening with the bad batch and, and Andor. Mm-hmm. Um I, uh, the fact that Tony Gilroy has made such a big point about it, not, you know, you don't need to know anything about star Wars. Yeah. Now I guess the, you know, the loophole could be, you don't need to know anything about it prior, but halfway through, you are going to need to pause and go watch this other show. Cause <laughs> yeah. that would be funny. <laughs> and, and it would be a nice throwback. Um, you know, when we were growing up, crossovers were a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, now the only crossovers I can remember involved Magnum. Uh, you know, there was the Magnum PI Simon and Simon crossover <laughs> and the Magnum PI uh, murder. She wrote crossover, but other shows have done that as well. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I have to go watch those again. I don't remember them. <laughs> I, you see, I don't remember the I, I don't remember the Simon and Simon one uh, as, as well as I do the Murder She Wrote one. Yeah, and and maybe that's because I really didn't want to watch that second part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So. Uh, Okay, let's, what should we talk? Oh, I know what we should talk about next. Did you ever watch Lost? I did not watch Lost. So, now, what about Watchmen? Did you watch Watchmen on HBO? I started to watch it. I think I only got to maybe the third episode, I think. Okay, so you only partially watched the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing that connects those, uh, two shows together is Damon Lindelof. Um, Damon Lindelof, uh, created both of those shows. Um, he wrote, um, Prometheus, Mm -hmm. which is the, um, alien prequel Prequel. that, you know, that, that people are of mixed opinions on. Uh, he also wrote uh, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, a Star Trek movie that oh. most people don't like. I like that one. Okay. I, 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 well, I can see maybe a diehard Star, Star Trek fan might not like it. Um, but as a movie, I, I, I enjoyed it. I like 
Benedict Cumberbatch. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. But I can totally uh, see why someone into Star Trek might not like it. But he's he's a guy, though, that has swung big. Uh, and more times than not, he's got on base you, you, using a, the baseball analogy. So I bring him up because there are rumors um, that he is uh, – well, he's been regularly seen on the Disney lot. That's not a rumor. That is fact. Fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rumor is, is that he is working on a Star Wars movie. Ooh, interesting. Uh, like, is it just interesting because he's working on it, or like, was this something you'd be excited for, or because you haven't seen enough of his stuff, you don't care? <laughs> well, I know he. I, I. Well, he also did the leftovers, which I was a huge Correct. fan of too. Okay. Um. So literally, just on that show alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, uh, and he's got a pretty good name for himself in the Hollywood circles. So yeah, I think so. Um, so I would not be opposed whatsoever to see what his um, imagination can come up with. Yeah, so I would agree. Uh, I think that uh, anyone that's concerned about him goofing around with Star Wars um, should watch the watch uh, the Watchmen TV show. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it is a comic, uh, you know, a comic book series uh, or, you know, a limited series or a graphic novel that that um, many thought you can never tell a, a sequel to. And it, it was it's kind of like um, it, by doing so would be going against everything that the, the book stands for and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and he found a very compelling way to tell a. Uh, a continuation of of that story mm-hmm. um, uh, th- that I think works, and and I think one of the things he's de- he demonstrated there is that he's not afraid just to tell say I'm going to tell a finite story, uh, and yep. that's and essentially that's what Watchmen is. They went back and said, "Are you, you know what's the plans for season two? He's like, "I don't have any plans. This is the story I wanted to tell. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe if at some point." Um, something comes up, then great. Yeah, we will we'll revisit it. But there's no plans for that. He got a lot of grief for for Lost. Yes, he but, did. He did. But lo- But it. It's not necessarily his fault. No. And the, the 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 biggest problem is the show got too successful. Be- the, the, yeah, there's a think- lot of diehard fans for that show. A lot. Well, the I think the intention was they wanted to end it after they wanted to do like four or five seasons. Oh, but ABC was like, no, you got to no, like <laughs> we need to keep making more seasons. <laughs> and sometimes you know, and obviously, when there's a story you want to tell, and all of a sudden you're being told, oh, nope, we you know. You know, we uh, no, we want this to go longer. Um, that's not good for storytelling. Yeah, he's very good at um, writing for multiple characters too, and actually keeping yeah. the stories of them pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anyone would uh, would necessarily accuse him of being a bad writer. No. I think 
some might just uh, question some of his choices. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever see the leftovers? I have not. I've heard lots of good things about it. I love that show, but I'll be damned if I can tell you what it's about after watching all the seasons. Fair it's enough. so good, but I don't know why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I, I think most of all, though, I'm just excited that people might be actually working on Star Wars movies. Exactly. <laughs> That's the bigger picture. Someone's actually <laughs> working on Star Wars. You know, like outside of uh, Taika Waititi, um, yeah, it's just nice to hear that someone's uh, working on stuff. Yes. Um, speaking of working, mm-hmm. that that is called the segue. Um, so Ryan Johnson has been starting to do um, some uh, interviews for uh, the Glass Onion. Is that what the new Knives Out movie is called? I think that's right. Well, anyway, while he's been doing that, obviously people have started, have been asking him about The Last Jedi and his Star Wars plans. And apparently his Star Wars movies are still in the works. We have no idea when, and he has no idea when, but they are still supposed to happen. Yep. Yeah, he says, uh, it's just a, at this point, a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if uh, I were finished, if I couldn't get back in that sandbox at some point. It'd be interesting to see what he can do with the trilogy, let alone just one movie. I don't know if people might appreciate him more uh, if he were to do a trilogy. He could tell his own story. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, it would be, I think, interesting from. Uh, um, well, I, a, I like Ryan Johnson anyway, so I think it would be interesting. Hmm. Um, so the, a, a, that's one reason why it'd be interesting. Um, B, I think it would be interesting in seeing, um, someone having a definitive story that they know when they're starting it where they want it to end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then see if he's able to do that. I'd like to see what people's uh, reactions are to it <laughs> because once we've, we've talked about this many times, the last Jedi is very divisive. Very. Um, you know, part of that is because of how different it is. Uh, but I wonder um, if people's opinion of it would be different if if there was if he was had to uh, write that movie where he knew what the end of part three was going to be. Sure, absolutely. Because yep. they were just, hey, write something and great. If it's great, we'll just you know we'll we'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a good writer. He is. Um, and and a, and a good move, you know, and again, a good filmmaker as well. So, I I really do hope he gets to make a more Star Wars movies because for the most part, I you know, th- there's a lot that I like about the Last Jedi, and even the yep. stuff that that I don't like, um, I think it was it just failed in the execution. Like I I, I like the ideas of it. Um, I. I don't want 
I want to save it because it's one of those things we can talk <laughs> it, 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 because one of these things might be one of the things that, uh, I think you could change to make the last Jedi better. So I will save that, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm excited that he's going to be working on it, but we have to remember that he has to make at least one more knives out movie for Netflix. Oh, wow. Not including the one he's just doing now. Correct. Or yeah, and then pretty okay. sure, I'm pretty sure the deal was for two, uh, two of them, and they wow. paid him a lot of money to do it. Good for him. It is. It is good for him. Um. Uh, yeah. Have you Have you seen Knives Out? You know, I still have not seen that movie, and my daughter keeps bugging me because she wants to see it too, and. No, and I do hear how good it is. Um, and luckily, I've been actually managed to stay away from any spoilers from it uh, because I was always intending to go watch it. So I'm like, don't tell me anything. Uh, I'll, I can tell you that it's good. <laughs> I liked it just from the trailers were, you know, the characters were so interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and it's a it's a classic um, Agatha Agatha Christie style whodunit. Whodunit. Yep. Yeah. Those are always good. Yeah. Uh, you know who else has done it? Oh, I'm going to kick this he's, he's, he's thinking, what, 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 what's in the show notes? Yeah. What's in the show notes? <laughs> I give up. Han and Leia. Oh. <laughs> and we have canonical proof that they have. Uh, but before they did that, they got married, uh, which is finally going to be uh, canonized in uh, an upcoming novel called, jeez, uh, oh, what's it called? The Princess uh, and the Scoundrel? The Prince, I believe that is what it's called. Um, See, I read my notes. <laughs> the Princess and the Scoundrel. Scoundrel. What's, what's, what did I say? You said Scoundrel. Oh, Okay. What's crazy is, is that we have been getting art of Leia's wedding dress, mm-hmm. and 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 to be fair, like something some usually like with these with these Star Wars books, there'll be uh, art uh, to go along with it. So I guess it's not complete, not completely unsurprising. Yep. What I did find surprising was that um, this artist rendering of Leia's wedding dress that appears in a novel was yes. a variety exclusive. <laughs> variety broke the, <laughs> broke this news. That is very odd. That is very odd. Like I, when I saw, like it, it was, <laughs> I like no, like there must be something else here. Like I must be missing something to the story, and no, it was just, hey. Yeah, here's uh, a concept of uh, of Leia's wedding dress, um, as revealed uh, in Variety. Hmm. Variety reaching for new heights. Yes, I, I love this. For, for, oh, stupid pop up ads! Variety has acquired official concept art of Princess Leia's wedding dress done by artist Tara Phillips. It's it, you know it, it's like they br- broke like you know like got some like behind the scenes footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it's art. 
Um, does this make you uh, have any more interest in reading The Princess and the Scoundrel? Not really. Um, did you have any interest in reading it before? What, what really. was your in- okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have been, um, I keep seeing the, what's the, I got to look at the name of the book. Uh, I keep seeing uh, a Star Wars book. I realize that's very uh, helpful and descriptive. Um, that ha- That's uh, got Luke, it's uh, Luke and Lando. Um, oh, yeah. I can't think of the name of that one. Uh, uh, Shadow of the Sith. Shadow of the Sith. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I keep seeing that, and oh yeah, I, reading. My problem is, is it uh, with with the Star Wars books, and it's been even with the the High Republic ones, and I've read the first two, and they're enjoyable. Is that I'm like really excited, like for the first third of the book. And then, uh, for some reason, it always just starts becoming a slog for me. Oh, for like the the, the back two thirds. Well, that's too bad. That's disappointing. And and, it, and it's not necessarily because they're bad books, because like in the case of the like the two High Republic ones that I read, they're both really good. It's I don't know maybe maybe it's because in my mind like what I imagine this, whatever this star Wars book is going to be is, um, sure. uh, is better, at least from my perspective than what I'm actually reading or right. I am having different ideas. So it just becomes, yep. it become, becomes a little tough. Okay. So we dealt that, we dealt with that. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So, let's talk about this video. Okay. So, uh, John can so John Campia, uh, is a, uh, a media pundit. Uh, he's Canadian. Um, so he hosts a daily, uh, entertainment show, uh, called the John Campia show. And, uh, a couple days ago, uh, one of his topics was uh, when when will we, uh, a viewer had written in asking when when we when will we hear the Star Wars main theme again? Um, since the you know the return of Star Wars movies after Disney acquired them, um, we have only heard the Star Wars main theme during trilogy movies you know or skywalker saga movies yes nowhere else um so the question was posed on the show i'm interested in your thoughts uh as to when when you think we'll hear the uh the star wars main theme again um so i'm Definitely hoping to hear the theme again. Um, man, I I'm hoping with the even with the 
Oh, that's such a hard question. I, I, I want to say that even the next, if they keep it just for movies, but again, you know, they didn't do for Rogue One, they didn't do for Solo. I mm-hmm. guess if it's not necessarily um, for, a, well, they didn't do that for Rogue One, as I say, necessarily for a singular, like for Solo, a single person movie. But then mm-hmm. they didn't do for Rogue One. But I think Rogue One, they were kind of looking to make their own mark, um, mm-hmm. uh, Disney, on uh, their Star Wars films. Yep. Uh, going outside of the Skywalker, Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's going to turn into just the Skywalker saga, which I hope it doesn't. I hope, you know, when Ryan Johnson does his movies, mm-hmm. he might use it. But again, he likes to do the opposite. Of what Star yeah. Wars would do, yeah. Um, again, maybe they just might stick to it with uh, because this Star Wars universe is huge. And again, even as I say that, they didn't use it for Rogue One. They didn't use it for Solo. Yeah. So it it kind of almost pigeonholes it into that as this Skywalker saga music. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I want them to use it. For I would love to see it for Andor, quite honestly, even if mm-hmm. it's just for the very first episode. Um, but just even going back to the other shows, they didn't really have any opening um, sequences, really. Obi-Wan had mm-hmm. uh, the sand go over that, and even yep. Mandalorian and Boba Fett, they... They just started right into the action and then put up a title card of chapter one or chapter two. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping it's not the last we've heard of it. I hope they do use it in the movies. Again, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be trilogies they do it in. Uh, but I do have, a, you know, every time I think about it, it's only been used in Skywalker Saga. Uh, I, I, It might be the last, but I hope it's not. I definitely want to hear it again. So I think it would be a huge mistake if Disney didn't use it again, mm-hmm. because it is it, like it's so iconic and so good. Um, it one of the things that I do miss about um, the pre-Disney era was it seemed like whenever there was uh, Star Wars something you know, like any multimedia, whatever, it always had the Star Wars theme and an opening crawl. Yep. Like every Star Wars video game. (laughs) Yep. You had, you had the Star Wars theme, you had an opening crawl. Yep. And I I understand they wanted to try to do something different with Rogue One. Um, But having an opening crawl would have worked. You know, like, you know, having, you know, having the, having the, the, the Star Wars theme, um, having, like, I think about Solo, you know, they cheated, like they, they, they wanted an opening, uh, uh, scroll, they didn't get it, but so they just put up like the little title card and, and put, you know, some text, um, and once in, in that movie, I think would once again would have worked well um, in mm-hmm. in having that. So I'm fine with it not being in the TV shows because mm-hmm. those are those are kind of more character driven. Um, so you're giving you know characters themes. 
I, I couldn't tell you what what um, Boba Fett's is, but you know the the Mandalorian obviously has a you know has a great uh, theme. It's probably the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan had a good you know had a good theme, so I'm fine with them doing whatever on TV. But I think with the movies, yep. I think I think that should be the rule going forward. That you know what. If it's if it's something that we there that Disney decided it needs to be on the big screen, it's going to open up with the Star Wars fanfare, and you're going to have a a, a, a uh, an opening like a crawl. I will never not enjoy that listening to that crawl. Like I will pay and have paid good money, and that's how I get excited when I know it's a Star Wars movie coming up. As you get riled up when you hear that song. That, that, Mm-hmm. When you hear that music, sorry, not song music. Uh, no, but so the uh, one of the arguments is, well, then no one's going to be able to write new music. Well, of course they are. Well, yeah, that's not true. Because if, if you think about it, the you know the, the Star Wars main theme, it never it never appears during the movies. Like like nope. during the, the like during the actual film, right? It's yeah. just it, it's just opening credit and and uh, and uh, scroll and and word scroll, and then at, at the end with yep. the, with the end credits, that's it. And George paid a price for doing that too by getting kicked out of the Directors Guild too. Yeah, but it works. So you so you can still have someone completely different come in and score a movie. You don't even have to use, you can even have like different end credits, the themes, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, which allows people, which would allow um, whoever's scoring the movie to come up with their own, you know, to, to show off whatever theme uh, music they had for the movie. Mm-hmm. This is what like the the Marvel all the Marvel movies do it right. Exactly. You don't have you there. I was gonna say you don't have opening credits. There have been a couple of Marvel movies that have had opening credits, but it's very rare. Usually, mm-hmm. you're getting the the title sequence and um during the end credits. Yeah. So you could still have you can still do that and still have a composer come up with something unique for that that movie, but. Let's start the move all the movies with with the fanfare. Cause I think that is like you said, should be mandatory. That is part of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't want to say it's not Star Wars without that, but it feels a little bit less without it. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I once I keep thinking about Rogue One and geez, yeah, it would have been like it's a great movie, anyways. But mm-hmm. just think, like the, the, all these these little pieces, they would have been able to get out of the way. You get you get to avoid you know some exposition. You know, it, it was it was one of the smarter things that Lucas did. He's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, here's a block of text explaining where things are. We're just going to start the movie now. Yeah, and it works. You, you know, you think of a New Hope. You read that text. You get the start. You don't need any more information. Okay, great. I know where. I know what's happening. Show me some cool stuff. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. 
So now that we've got this, we've got we figured out how we can make future Star Wars movies better. Yes, yes. Uh, we got a little bit of time, so we can probably work through the classic trilogy this week. Ooh, so continuing so the <laughs> uh, continuing the conversation, we've been uh, we um, started I guess two weeks ago. What we're going to be doing is uh, picking one thing that we would change in a Star Wars movie that would make it better. Um, so last week we did um, Solo and Rogue One in the prequel trilogy. This week we should have time to get through the classic trilogy. Mm-hmm. So A New Hope, you've got to make one change that will make it better. What are you choosing to change? This was so hard. <laughs> it's it's okay. You can admit that there's that there's something that needs to be changed in A New Hope. Well, no, but that's just it. I I was I couldn't find. I, to me, that movie is like so good, and mm-hmm. I found it really hard to find something that I would change. And the only thing I could come up with mm-hmm. was I would love to see. And I know why they probably didn't do it, um, but I would love to see more lightsaber, more lightsaber usage, I guess. Okay. Because, you know, Luke has just been handed this incredible weapon that his father mm-hmm. was gave to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he can do incredible things with it. And then, oh, we'll just put it in our pocket and just we'll just freak out the rest of the movie about that sort of thing. Um, again, I technology the way it was i'm sure it would have been really expensive to do any more than the, the, what they probably did and it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't look good yeah but i mean if i was his agent giving was giving something like given something like that mm-hmm. i would use it on everything <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes oh, oh hold on you need to open this door yeah sure here let me get yeah. this for you <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, they were on the Death Star, and he had that in his pocket. Or I guess he maybe left it in the ship. But anyway, uh, he had access. He could have had access to it while they're running around on the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. So that, that that's valid. Yeah, makes sense. So the thing that I would change, uh, and it's specifically with the special edition, because. As because this is the the only version, it's crazy to think that the special edition is the only version that like a generation of Star Wars fans have seen. It's the only yeah. version. It's so bizarre. Get so you got to get rid of the job of the hut scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know. Yep. They made a big deal about about wanting to put that scene back in. Um, it didn't work. Nope. Not you know, there was, <laughs> there, there was a reason w- why it was, it was taken out. Yes. Um, and out of all the things that Lucas has tinkered with, it is the one that they've gone back and tried to make better and it still doesn't look good. No. And on top of it not looking good, it's just a, this long, clunky scene that doesn't work. They just wanted to tie in characters to the last movie. 
yeah, it, yeah, and have another moment where Boba Fett can walk by and turn and look at the camera and. <laughs> but like from a like from a story pers or from a filmmaking perspective, like it, the movie starts like not a lot happens at the beginning of the movie, right? You know, like it. it if you think about the pacing, it's weird. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You've got this. You got this interesting opening scene, and then you've got droids wandering through the desert, and, and like all of that is kind of slow. It slows right down. But once, uh, once Luke and uh, and Obi Wan meet, things start moving at a fast pace. Yeah. And that scene just kind of so there's this energy in the movie, and that scene just sucks the life out of it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Like everything else, like I can deal with, like the, you know, the CG X-Wings, which I remember at the, you know, at the time thinking, wow, these look great, which yeah. they don't look now. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of that stuff I can, de- even like Greedo shooting first, I can deal with all of that. But Jabba, whenever it comes on, I just, oh. And the crazy thing is that every time it happens it's like I've blocked it out of my mind that it exists. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. This is in the movie. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we got to deal with this. And it just, you know, just the, it, the, what makes it even worse is when, you know, Han walks behind Jabba. Oh my God. <laughs> just, it looks so, so bad. It's, and, and it's, I can remember once, you know, watching some of like the behind the scenes stuff and they were talking about, you know, how clever they thought they were by like shifting up the frame. So, (laughs) so Han went over him and they were going to make Jabba, you know, yelp a little bit so that acting like he stepped on his tail and okay. Very cringy. And, And, you know, God bless the people that had to work on it, you know. Uh, obviously <laughs> yes. you know I, I got a feeling that this was one of those things that george said no it's in the movie uh, i don't care what it looks like it's in the movie yeah okay so new hope we agree it's great but there's things you could, you could fix what about empire strikes back this was even harder <laughs> <laughs> oh <clears throat> so, I did write something down. Okay. Reading it now would probably slow the whole movie down if they were to do this. Okay. But this is the only thing I could think of um, was that I wanted to see more bounty hunters go after Han. I know realizing that would completely slow the movie and take away from other things. But just seeing those whole line of bounty hunters and we got, you know, Boba Fett. Not that mm-hmm. I'm complaining about Boba Fett, but I just would love to have seen those other guys in action. I think you would have a hard time seeing all of them. Oh, I, you're to- right. I totally agree. Yep. Yep. But one of the things that is, uh, that I've felt has always seemed very short um, no pun intended, is the Yoda training sequences. Yep. Is that it feels like Luke does very little with Yoda and has learned so much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if they had like one or two more smaller sequences in there, and by doing that, if you were interspersing those in between with like you know a scene with uh, you know um, Han and Leia interacting with a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe, so may, once again, maybe not all of them, but maybe yeah. even if it was just like w- you saw one other, you know, bounty hunter try to, um, try to catch them and, uh, you know, and they fail, that would have been, yeah. you know, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so I don't, I, like, like I said, it's, I would love to see more, but it would take away from so much. And I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything else that I would change in that movie. <laughs> oh, I thought of something. There's a, there's a theme with my classic trilogy changes. Oh, okay. uh, and it, it once again, <laughs> special edition. Yeah. Um, you know, this was the one where they, they did the least. And for the most part, everything that they added was made sense. You got the, the extra shot of the Wampa. Uh, you got a couple, uh, you know, small, small little uh, shots inside of Echo Base um, on clouds. You know, they did like a couple more CG shots uh, with yeah. the Millennium Falcon and stuff. All once again, very minor. Um, on Cloud City, they opened up um, some of the hallways so that they were look. They were windows instead of just closed hallways. It's yep. all fine. I hate the the stuff with Vader at the end. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Where they're just like, all right, we I guess we got to put in some extra scenes. <laughs> so you have this scene where it, it is very obvious that it is not James Earl Jones telling mm-hmm. someone, um, "Tell my star destroyer to prepare for my arrival." Yeah. Horrible line. And then we get a unused angle of the shot from <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> the Jedi. Yes. Where like it is so obvious, you can even see like the head movement of the, you know the imperial officer that meets him when he arrives. Um, Start reading on his the, lines. Uh, Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? Like it it, it does and because it doesn't offer anything, and it's at the end of the movie. I just assumed I knew how Vader was going to go get back on the ship. Well, I know, like that's the it's it's not like it's not like for twenty years people are like you know what? How did Vader get off Cloud City? <laughs> he swam. What happened? What like he was here, and then a few minutes later, we we cut away to him being on a on a star destroyer. <laughs> like it, it 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 was answering a question that no one needed answered. No, no. No, we did not. And and, once, and the problem, and once again, the, the pacing near the end of that movie is is so good, yeah. You know that it just throws off the flow. Maybe he did a dare. I I I really got to believe that it was. You know, they knew that they had sequences that they wanted to change in. Uh, you know, in uh, A New Hope and in Return of the Jedi in Empire, they were like, well, we got to add something. Because I think that I, I truly believe that Lucas believed that the reason why people wanted uh, were going to see it in the theaters was because of the, you know, the, the special, the new 
changes he made. Sure. Yeah. Where the reality is, no, we wanted to see it on the big screen. That was like wow. seeing Star Wars in the theater is, you know, is fantastic. Yeah. And that was part of the advertising. Do you remember like the advertising, like the, the trailers, it was, it started off with a TV and it said, you know, a generation has only seen Star Wars, uh, you know, mm-hmm. one way. Well, yeah. that's all they needed. Yeah. Okay, great. It's big screen. We're gonna, <laughs> perfect. So I think that's why they added because they felt like obligated oh, to give them to do something to make it a, you know, to make it special. So, <laughs> Oh yes. Okay. So return of the Jedi. So return of the Jedi. So again, with this one, I just stuck with the, like I did the other one, just the original, um, not the special edition ones. Cause I can pick apart those ones like you, like we've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to see how Spielberg was supposed to do this movie because he was supposed to do this movie and I would have killed to see his vision of Star Wars, how he would do it. Mm -hmm. Because I just think, and especially Return of the Jedi, I think is right up his alley. Uh, It's more of like a popcorn movie. um, Mm -hmm. I would consider it, which is exactly what he does and he's awesome at. Um, I just would have liked to see what he would be able to contribute to Star Wars, what his vision would have been. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the the tone of Jedi uh, does align very much with Spielberg. Um, you know, you could see it being an Amblin movie. <laughs> you know, totally. just 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 the way that the story is. It's a it's a little you know it's it's lighter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even though it's presuming to have like some, you know, some darkness, uh, but it's, yeah, it, you know, it's, it, it's got a, a lighter energy. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to have, to have seen uh, his take on it. So good. <laughs> you know, you know we, we talked about Mission Impossible a couple weeks ago, or I was talking about it and you were listening. Uh, about how how when it, when the the series started, you know, really the the original premise, you know, was that each movie was going to be a different director's um, yeah. take on Mission Impossible. Just imagine if 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 um, Spielberg had directed Return of the Jedi, the precedent it would have set. You know, by because because Irvin Kirshner was a you know was a renowned director when he mm-hmm. you know when he did uh, Empire. So if that became the norm that you know after Star you know after A New Hope, you know each Star Wars movie was directed by you know a you know director of you know of name, uh, you know and you know so we were getting you know their you know their. Um, <laughs> interpretation of of star wars or you know or at least their interpretation of the 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 star wars story that george you know wanted to tell yeah that would have been really interesting i would have and again like you said just even i never even thought about the um the waves it would make with other directors past spielberg if he did do it would have just been insane yeah because i i think that would have set a press because we all know that that Lucas kind of directed, yeah, Jedi, yeah. 
right? Yeah. Um, but I think if you had a stronger director, Lucas would have been hands off, and uh, yeah, and we we might have, you know the the following Star Wars movies would have might have looked a lot different. And we saw what a hands-off George Lucas movie was with Empire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I had to go to the special editions again, and and I and I got because I, I struggled with these, and yeah, I think totally because they are so much a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard for me to be critical of them. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, but so with the special edition and, and this is probably the, um, the one that, uh, like to be honest, as much, as much as I hate the Jabba scene, as much, as much as the, uh, the Vader thing bothers me in empire. I wonder if I, I wonder if we're thinking the same thing. Okay, what do you think I'm thinking? I'm thinking this nice noodles uh, scene when they switch it up with the uh, the animation instead of the, the practical. I hate no. that switch. Okay. I, yes, okay, so yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. But that isn't the thing that I that I want changed back. Hmm. The thing I want you can I'll we can keep guessing if you want. I'm just trying to think of what else in the special edition. Because that's the only one that sticks out for me that I I just really hated it. Um, yeah, I can't think of what else would it be. They got rid of the Yub Yub song. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. The So John Williams went in and re-recorded that the the final um piece of music uh, return of the jedi which originally was the, you know the yub yub song mm-hmm. which was this this great song that it felt like it was that was something that the ewoks were actually performing totally um and you know the the, the dancing and um billy d williams you know moving back and forth, you know, was to that. And it gets replaced by this kind of like melancholy, you know, like um, piece of this melancholy piece of music that's supposed to be kind of, it sounds, you know, kind of like wistfully hopeful, but it doesn't, but it doesn't sound victorious. Like that's the thing that I, that I loved about the Yub Yub song is that outside of the fact that it was Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> was that it really felt like a victory song? If you were to jump into the movie at the very end, you would know who won the battle. Absolutely. Song alone. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. You don't. If, yeah. You don't have to understand. You didn't have to see most of the movie. You can. You know. You don't need to hear any of the dialogue. You know. Okay. Yeah. They're celebrating because they won the. They won the Star War. Um, and, and it transitions so well into the, you know, into the final credits and, you know, the, the, the classic star Wars theme, Yep, it's, it baffles me. 
and this is one of those things where sometimes you just you know you just have to leave things alone why yeah. they felt the need to change that i can I, like i i can understand the the special effects stuff i don't like, i don't agree with it but i can understand like lucas's mentality you know I, you know i was limited with what i with what i could do 20 years ago we have the technology now that i can you know, actually show people what, you know, what I wanted these to look like. Yeah. But the music, like, the, like that was, that piece of music is so good. It is. Like, it's not like, it's not like it was out of place. Like it was, you know, uh, like someone thrashing on, you know, an electric guitar, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, it, 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 it fits so well into, uh, into Star Wars and it, worked so well for return of the jedi and going back to like the the tone of jedi yeah you know, yep. it, it it works I, it did i want it back <laughs> and wasn't it like john williams <clears throat> wasn't it john williams son that wrote that oh god i can't remember that'd be very interesting if he did though now i need to look this up uh, so what were you saying they need to bring back? Uh, they just need to bring back the original prints in these movies and throw them in the theaters and then, or bring those back out and just put them out for sale. Yeah. I am so surprised that they haven't done that yet. Well, I think there's a whole big thing with, um, I can't remember why. We would never see the, at least the original Star Wars in mm-hmm. a theatrical or release. And I, I thought it had to do with distribution rights. I don't know if Fox still has that certain a certain division of Fox still owns that that you know Disney doesn't own, even though they do own 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I thought it was. It was all to do with distribution rights. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so the music was written by John Williams, uh, and the English lyrics were written by John Williams' son, Joseph Williams. The oh, Ewok wow. was, was, uh, done by Ben Burt. Ah, very interesting. Good memory. Uh, yeah, this is just crazy. I'm just so according to this translation, Yubnub means freedom. Ooh. So the first line in English is freedom, we got freedom. <laughs> freedom, we got freedom, and now that we can be free, come on and celebrate. Power, we got power, and now that we can be free, it's time to celebrate. Celebrate the freedom, celebrate the power, celebrate the glory, celebrate the love. This is this is this is good stuff. Yeah, I, can't good believe stuff. I can't believe it. <laughs> like uh, the only thing I can think of is that like John Williams like you know disowned his son. He's like, oh, I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna write him right out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I can see that would make sense. 
All right, so we're uh, we're an hour, so it's time to wrap things up. If you're enjoying the show, uh, you can uh, leave us a review or give us a rating on whatever podcast service you're using. If you want to leave us a message, you can go to anchor.fm slash smells bad outside podcast. And if you're on a mobile device, there's a little button there where you can record a message. During the week, people can find me on Twitter at the Pie Whisper. And where can people find you, Brent? Also on Twitter at HomerJ13. And with that, I think it's time to say goodnight, Brent. Good night, Brent. <laughs>